guys, it's Mrs. Pittenger. I am so excited to be able to come to you today with a giant map behind me because this map reminds me of my family. Not just of the family that lives under my roof, although it reminds me of that too. You see, I have family that lives all over the United States. I have people that I love from the Lutheran Church in Antigua where I grew up. Hey guys from St. John's, good to see you. And I have some really special people who are part of my family, who are part of our Lutheran Church in South Korea. South Korea is right here. And the people I want to introduce to you today are Sung Mo Yang. We call him Andrew. So Sung Mo lives in South Korea and he lived with us for four and a half years. And Yun Su Lee. We called her Eileen. And so Andrew lived with us for four and a half years. And Eileen lived with us for two years. And it's neat to have been able to have people from our mission church in another continent be part of our family, part of our church family. So they came and worshiped here with us at our church. They came to Bible class and to Sunday school with us. And in our home, we got to share devotions and Bible stories. We got to sing hymns together and we got to pray together. One of the things that Sung Mo asked us to pray for was his dad. When he first came to live with us, one of the things that made him sad and that he prayed about often was that his dad was not a Christian. Maybe some of you have people that you love who don't know Jesus yet or don't trust him as their savior. And maybe that bothers you. So maybe like Andrew, you pray for those people. And you can ask others who are part of God's family to pray with you. And that's what we did. Also, Andrew's mom prayed for her husband very often. And sometimes he would go to church with them and his family would share God's promises. While Sung Mo and Yun Su live with us, one of my favorite stories in all of the Bible became Matthew 8, verses 5 through 13. That's one of two places where today's story is recorded in God's Word. This is kind of neat. Sometimes God tells the same story in multiple places in His Word. And so today, when you are looking for where the story is, you can read it for yourself from God's Word. You can find it in Matthew 8, verses 5 to 13. And again, in Luke chapter 7, verses 1 through 10. It kind of works like this. Like if you and one of your really good buddies did an adventure together, and then you told the story about it, and your friend told the story about it, and each story would have different information and details, but it would be the same story. That's how it works in God's Word. And so you'll want to read them both this week. And maybe your family will read them with you. And that will be a neat way that you can grow and strengthen your faith together by spending time in God's Word. So remember that prayer from my son Sung Mo about his dad. I'm going to tell you the end of the story later. It's great.
But now, we're going to start to think about our Bible story today, about Jesus and the centurion. So, a century, is that a word you've heard before? A century is how many years? Do you know? If you said a hundred, you're right. Now, listen to the word centurion and century. Do you hear how they have the same root word? That root means 100. And a centurion is someone who is in charge of a hundred soldiers. And the soldiers were not part of Israel, not part of Canaan, where God's people lived. The soldiers were from Rome. And a lot of people were not fans of having those soldiers in their land because they felt like they were enemies and they were taking over their homes. And so that would be a hard thing. But this centurion was well-loved and respected by God's people who lived there in Capernaum. Jesus, in his adult life, traveled from city to city so that he could heal people, he could make them well, so he could preach to them, so that they would know that he was the Son of God, the promised Messiah who would take their sins away. When he returned to Capernaum, where he'd made his home, the centurion sent some of the leaders of the church there in Capernaum to speak to Jesus. The Bible says that he had a servant that he cared deeply about. That servant was very sick and he had great pains and he couldn't even move. It was like he was paralyzed. And so the centurion asked those Jewish leaders to go and speak to Jesus and they did. And they did so joyfully because they had come to respect and care for this centurion. And they came to Jesus and said, Jesus, please come and heal this man's servant. He's a good man, Jesus. He cares about our people. And he has even given money to build a synagogue. A synagogue, is that a word you know? A synagogue is like the church that God's people would worship in. That centurion, while he was there amongst God's people, had heard the good news about a promised Savior who God's people had been waiting for for thousands and thousands of years. And as the centurion heard about Jesus and his miracles and the good news that he was preaching, he had come to trust that Jesus was not a normal man, that he was the Messiah, the Son of God. And so he knew that Jesus could heal his servant. So Jesus went. He headed right over to his house. And it seems like the centurion knew that Jesus was on his way because he sent some friends out to say, Jesus, don't be troubled. Don't be bothered. You don't need to even come under my roof. Just say the word and my servant will be well. And Jesus kept coming anyway. And then the centurion himself came out. You see, that centurion was not trusting in his good works. He wasn't trusting in the offerings that he had given to bless God's people. That centurion knew his sin. You and I know that too, don't we? 
We know the sins that we've committed and that we certainly aren't good enough to be with a holy God. And so while his Jewish friends said, this is a good man, the centurion knew that he was a sinner. And the centurion went on to say to Jesus, Jesus, I am a man who has people in authority over me. And I have authority over people beneath me. If I tell them to come, they come. If I tell them to go, they go. Jesus, just say the word and my servant will be well. Jesus said, your servant is well at this very moment. I have never seen faith like this in all of Israel, among all of the people that God had chosen to be his precious people. Then Jesus turned and told the crowd, many will come from the east and from the west and recline at the table with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. That's why I love this story, you guys. That means me, someone who lives in the West. That means you, wherever you live. That means Sun Mo and Yan Su, who live in the East. People from all over the world, our sins are forgiven. And that's where we see Jesus. We see Jesus not just as someone who can heal diseases, although he can and he does. We see Jesus as a Savior who forgives our sins, who gives us the chance to show love to each other like the centurion did. Because we, like that centurion, are forgiven. I told you I was going to tell you the rest of the story about Sung Mo's dad. I still haven't met him. He has not been to the United States since I've known his family, and I haven't had the chance to go to South Korea. But one time, Andrew got to go home to visit his family. And when he came back, he had the best news. He said, before, we used to beg my dad to come to church with us, and most of the time he wouldn't. God has changed my dad's heart. God has given my dad faith. And now he is the spiritual leader in our home. He wakes me up on Sunday and says, Sangmo, get up. It's time for church. And it's important to him that his family hears God's word so that they can trust in God's promises. Isn't that beautiful? How God hears and answers the prayers of his people. How he seeks and searches for the ones that he loves. How he has sought you. Jesus loves you. Jesus hears your prayers. Jesus forgives your sins. Jesus gives you chances to love him by loving people around you. Jesus gives you chances to love him by telling others about Jesus, who has done all good things for us. This week, guys, talk to your families. Talk to your families about how sometimes there are scary things that happen and there are questions and there are doubts. Sometimes we wonder, if God can really wash away 
all of our sins and remind one another. Remind one another of our perfect God who keeps his every promise to Yansu, to Sangmo, to his dad, to me, and to you. God bless your week in him. Study God's word. Your faith will grow. Until we meet again.